0: This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions.
1: Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany.
0: And I'm your host, Andy. And each week, we will throw a dart at the map, and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery.
1: This week, I landed on Ohio. Oh-hi-oh. <laughs> oh hi oh what happened? So why, I, oh, why oh why o I cheated just a little bit. Ooh. Because I really wanted to talk about this story and it didn't really start in Ohio. I guess it did. Okay, fair. We're gonna go through it. I mean it does it does happen in Ohio. It's surrounded around Ohio.
0: Yeah, no, that's totally fair. Cause my a couple cases ago. I, too, talked about Ohio very briefly mm-hmm. with, that's where they found the body of the girl that went missing from okay. their home.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about a woman named Georgia Rudolph.
0: Georgia from Ohio. Okay. She's
1: not from Ohio. She's from... Ooh, Georgia. <laughs> ...Macon, Georgia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Yeah, that sucks.
0: Got to really unpack that. Her name was Georgia, and she was born in Georgia. Yeah. Her parents weren't creative enough.
1: I know. And well, I she doesn't... I don't think she knows who her parents were because Aww. she was adopted okay. when she was five years old. Okay. But that's Sad. when she started having these visions.
0: Ooh, visions are fun. I know.
1: She started having these visions and then.
0: Wait, like premonitions or like she's seeing into the future?
1: She's seeing into the past.
0: Ooh, Uh, okay.
1: So she's having these visions and she believes she's a reincarnated woman named Sandra J. Jenkins. Interesting. Hey, Sandra. Hey, Sandra. So she started uh, drawing the face of this young woman as well as the house in her visions. Nope. I um, fucking could, hate it.
0: Kids are the worst. What the fuck are I, you telling me right now? <laughs> well,
1: and so they started out as like dreams when she was younger. And okay. And they started to get more vivid and more detailed as she got older. Okay. Yeah. So she would draw her face out and draw where she, the house that she lived in or what she was seeing. Okay. Um, she also claims to see the woman either as a teenager or as a young woman okay. as well. So her reincarnated past.
0: So she's seeing OG Sandra Jenkins mm-hmm. as like a woman or like a... A young
1: teenager. teenager. Okay.
0: Um.
1: She also saw wheels from a boat and a river in her memories, as well as visions of a young man. Okay. Um. She claimed these visions were like memories and... Others would feel like dreams. So it was very dependent on what it was and what it was pertaining to.
0: Interesting.
1: So she actually described one of her dreams as, quote, there's a lot of sensation. I feel the cold. I feel the night. I smell the horses. Mm-hmm. I smell the leather. I can feel the girl, but it feels like myself climbing on this carriage and going down the road. And I can hear that sound of horses hooves.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Creepy. So
1: in Georgia's dreams, a river played a huge part into all her dreams. And so I believe okay. the house was right next to this river. Um, she also was dreaming of all these boats that she used to ride or whatever. Okay. Um she also was dreaming about that young man I spoke about. And he was in a brown suit wearing a derby hat. Sometimes okay. I know. Sometimes he was alone. Sometimes he was with the girl he was she was envisioning. Okay. And then there were always images of horse-drawn carriages on cold winter nights.
0: Question. Yes. So when you say that she had dreams of either him or like Sandra with him. Mm -hmm. So like she was having dreams of just him off on his own doing his own thing.
1: Yeah, like, just alone doing his own thing as well.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: And so I don't know if she was having visions of, like, her being on the shore bank and watching him work or be on a boat or whatever, but she would see him alone sometimes. And then she would see him from, like, seeing... Like, maybe
0: she watched him from, like, the window of her house or something, doing something. Interesting.
1: So after a while... In 1984, Georgia started to meet a man named Douglas Smith, who was a psychologist and who actually specialized in regressive hypnotic sessions.
0: Fun. Always wanted to do it. Right. I got some memories that I have (laughs) that I need to have unlocked Mm because I don't remember them right.
1: Yeah, you should. I think it's a cool thing. If it really works.
0: Also scared to do it. (laughs) Right. Right. Who knows?
1: Um, so during these sessions, she claimed that she was the reincarnation of Sandra J. Jenkins. Okay. She's no specific things about this woman, like how she was born in 1895. Okay. And had a fiancé named Tommy Hicks. Okay. And she believed Tommy Hicks was the man she was also envisioning. Um, the man the, in
0: the derby hat and the brown coat. Yeah, the brown suit. suit. Okay.
1: So... As Georgia grew older, like I talked about, the incidents became more frequent and more um, vivid. Okay. And often they were more than just, they were no more than like a flash. Okay. And so she was just going through it. She was having these dreams at night. She was having these flashes, these visions during the day. Um, But they all seemed to be centered around the early 1900s okay there were no cars there were no planes um and there were repeated images of paddle wheel steamers okay which georgia said that she had never seen one in her entire life okay
0: um well especially i don't know what she was adopted right
1: she was adopted
0: okay interesting
1: She also claimed that the boat she saw was Sandra's family's boat and that Tommy actually died in 1914 from falling off a ship. Oh. And she also claimed that Sandra committed suicide when she found out that she was pregnant with Tommy's baby after he died.
0: Oh, boy. Okay. Uh
1: Uh-huh. So then she also explained that Sandra was buried in an unmarked grave because she died from suicide, and I guess they didn't want the to. Common. Yeah.
0: That was very common.
1: Especially in early 1900s.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So the psychiatrist, uh, Douglas Smith, he was, when he was conducting these regressive hypnotic sessions, mm-hmm. she kept saying the word Marietta? Marietta. Marietta.
0: Yeah, okay. She
1: kept mumbling Marietta, Marietta, Marietta. That's and creepy. so after a while, they realized they were talking about Marietta, Ohio. It's a small town in oh. Ohio. So he encouraged Georgia to go to Marietta, Ohio. And. Okay. To investigate a little bit more. And how old is she at this point? She's older now. Okay,
0: she, she's an adult. She, she's an adult. Okay, got it.
1: Not, She's still not a child, no. Got it. She was an adult. Okay. It's like kind of weird not. the
0: psychologist is like,
1: go. Yeah. Go, <laughs> <So> be free. <laughs> Figure out your to life. To a child. <laughs> no, Literally. she she was an adult at the time that she got started it. going to these sessions with the psychologist. Okay, cool. Um, So she wouldn't. She did. And when she got to Ohio, she met up with a man named Ted Bauer.
0: He was okay. a resident
1: who worked at the newspaper and toured around the town. OK. Um, while going through the city, Georgia pointed out different buildings or old buildings from the early 1900s and where they used to be. And every time she pointed out a place, Ted would tell her that she was correct. And so he would, she would point out a building, and be like, "That used to be the old bank."
0: That is so weird. Yeah.
1: He told her that some of the buildings she pointed out were built in the 1900s, but they they changed in the mid 1900s, so 1950s. Okay. Um, and at one point during their visit, Georgia stopped in front of an insurance company, and began describing the interior of an ice cream parlor, and. Ted confirmed that the ice cream parlor had closed in 1937. Okay. Which was 11 years before Georgia was born.
0: Weird.
1: Yeah. So Georgia started to try to investigate while she was in Marietta, but she could not find any records okay. of Sandra J. Jenkins. Okay. She then ventured on over five miles down the road to Newport. Okay. Um, and there was a small farming community over there. Mm-hmm. And when they arrived, Georgia claimed she knew her way around town already. Um, it was there she found the old house that she was drawing.
0: Weird. Right. No. <laughs> what?
1: So she believed Sandra grew up in that house. Okay. Um Georgia also found the gra- the gravesite of Sandra's grandmother which was nearby the house. Okay. Um her headstone had the name Mary Bevan Green. Georgia then researched the house and found out that it was owned by the Green family as well as some of the same types of boats that she was having visions about. Okay. The gravestone provided the missing link to the house Georgia had seen in her dreams and what she was envisioning. Okay. So, in the early, early 1900s, this house had been the home to the Green family. And, like I said, they owned a fleet of paddle wheel steamers, which, uh, yeah, again, okay. she, yeah, she saw. She saw, but she had never seen in real life. Weird. And they all worked on the Ohio River.
0: Okay. Was the Ohio River nearby? Yes. Okay.
1: So now, once she started piecing all this together, she figured out the story of Sandra Jean Jenkins and Tommy Hicks. And it became a little bit more clear to her.
0: Okay. 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 What did they do?
1: So under hypnosis... Georgia recalled that just days before Sandra Jean and Tommy were to be married in 1914, he was swept overboard in a storm on the Ohio River. Okay. His body was never found.
0: Ooh.
1: So Sandra Jean Jenkins was left alone. I keep saying her full name. I'm just going to call her Sandra from now on. (laughs) Um, She was left alone. And to her family's dismay, she discovered that she was pregnant with Tommy's child as well.
0: Okay.
1: Uh sh- Georgia invoked the memory of Sandra committing suicide by drowning in a lake and that the young girl was buried on the hill next to her grandmother in that unmarked grave. Okay. Um so Georgia really was convinced that Sandra took her own life um and under hypnosis Georgia said that Sandra's grave Around Sandra's grave, you could see an angel with one arm raised up. Okay. And she was having visions of that as well. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when she looked south from Mary Green's grave, Georgia also saw the statue of an angel with its right arm extended upward. Okay. So she was having visions of this angel above the grave. Yeah. But then when you look, you were standing right next to the grandmother's grave. Yeah. You could see a statue doing the same thing. So
0: weird. hmm
1: So everyone realized that Georgia's discoveries in Ohio seemed a little bit convincing. And, you know, it was lining a up. A little bit. But... but is there any real proof that Sandra or Tommy Hicks ever existed? Okay. Okay. So Georgia couldn't find any record of Tommy,
0: but okay. she said she
1: did find her parent or his parents when she was under hypnosis. She said that Tommy's parents' names were Tom and Jeannie Hicks. The only proof that she had that Tommy existed. Was that in 1906, there was a farm registered to Tom and Jenny Hicks in Newport, Ohio.
0: Okay. But they
1: never had any um, record of a son.
0: Interesting. Right. Which, I mean, I guess if he was born on the farm, probably worked on the farm. Mm Mm-hmm. But why was he on the boat?
1: He worked on a boat, too. (laughs) I mean, he was... He. They had boats. They were on the Ohio River. Yeah.
0: No. 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 I know. I'm just like. I'm just trying to figure out. I was like. I mean, did he work for? Uh, I wonder if he worked for Sandra's parents.
1: I have no idea. I couldn't on find one of their that. boats. I couldn't find that because they did have a fleet of boats, as mm-hmm. which they talked about, but I couldn't.
0: Which could have been how they met. Probably. I'm, this is all
1: speculation. <laughs> speculation.
0: My mind goes places.
1: Right. Um. So Georgia never found proof, like a, a birth certificate or a death certificate of Sandra or Tommy.
0: Interesting.
1: She did find, though, some of Green's living members of their family. Okay. And they had a picture from 1908.
0: And in the
1: family photograph, the girl from Georgia's dreams seemed to be standing slightly apart from the rest of the group. OK. They also had on the back, written out a roster of who was on who was in that picture. OK. And every single person was identified except the girl Georgia recognized as Sandra.
0: So her name wasn't on there.
1: Her name wasn't on there, but there was only enough names for everyone in the picture minus that one person, too. OK, so
0: interesting.
1: I don't know if they like tried to completely delete her out of everything because she committed suicide and it was mm-hmm. like really taboo at yeah, that time. That was looked or down what?
0: upon a lot. So and it still is. But
1: yeah, it's so weird. So weird. Yeah. Now it gets a little bit weirder. Oh, no. Okay. So as our listeners know, we don't really like to pull um, stories from like prominent places like the real Unsolved Mysteries or anything like that. But this story was aired on Unsolved Mysteries and it was too weird to not talk about. Okay. Because it went past that Okay. So it was broadcasted, right? Mm-hmm. On Unsolved Mysteries, and there was this man named Jack Turnock. Turnock. Okay. Who claimed he started having visions too a few months before this um, before this broadcast. Okay. And then he happened to turn on the TV. He had never watched Unsolved Mysteries before. Okay. And it was this episode weird and this and he started claiming that he was the reincarnation of Tommy.
0: OK. And
1: so I don't know if he was right or not or what, but he stated that in September 1988, over a year after the broadcast, he had gone through regressive hypnotic sessions as well. OK, OK. And during these sessions, he claimed that he was Tommy Nix and he had several of the same memories that Sandra or that Georgia had. So
0: he is the reincarnated version of Tommy Hicks. Uh, And then she, she is Sandra Jenkins. What the fuck?
1: Yes. And so he said that he was from the turn of the century and he had several memories about a river and had a girlfriend with long, dark brown hair. And then in September 1990... He again went under regressive hypnosis, this time with Doctor, the same doctor that uh, Georgia had. Okay. And... I almost
0: called her Sandra. I was right. like, one Sandra hat.
1: Um, he had it with this doctor, and he tried to determine if he was faking these memories or not. Okay. And after the session, he was convinced that Jack was telling the truth. What the fuck? So during his session, Turnick. Recalled many details about his life and death on a riverboat named the NB Forest. Afterwards, Rudolph asked him where Hicks had proposed to Sandra and where they were when she had gotten pregnant. And Turnock replied, With the proposal took place on a beach by the river. As for the conception, you walk from the Gordon Green's house away from the town on the road by the river. When you get to a cornfield, you turn right. And there's a small bluff overlooking the river where they used to go. That day, they had a picnic in the corner of the field, and that's when they made love and conceived, and that's how Sandra got pregnant. Okay. Um. So Rudolph's jaw nearly hit the floor when he heard this. Uh huh. Because it's exactly what Georgia described.
0: Like how she got pregnant
1: mm-hmm. in the- one of her hypnosis sessions. What? Yeah so weird right that is
0: super weird
1: so in the afternoon dr smith wanted to do a test okay and he hypnotized both rudolph and turnick together so georgia and jack
0: sandra and tommy
1: yes um and it was described to be the weirdest experience of all time um so they both went under fairly easily okay and began talking to each other as tom and sandra
0: like under hypnosis under
1: hypnosis um
0: like and he's just sitting here with the popcorn like what's happening <laughs> yes what the heck
1: i know so he said it was like the most surreal experience of his life because he yeah. was just like listening to these two people talk who did not know each other um but they had this love when they were under hypnosis. Mm-hmm. They were holding hands. Um, they were talking. They were like just talking about everything that went on. And they like said bye to one another because they didn't have that chance before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and he described it as being really emotional. Okay. And this whole interaction or right afterwards everyone was so drained that like they literally came out and of hypnosis and they were all couldn't move for like 30 minutes
0: like all three of them all
1: three of them because it was just so draining for the doctor to be hearing this and being like his mind blown yeah and then those two going through this whole ordeal yeah um and so <laughs> What really starts making me doubt a little bit, or not, I don't know how to feel about this. So, they actually asked Unsolved Mysteries to come and tape the session. Okay. So they could do a follow up to Mm -hmm. Sandra or Georgia's um, actual interview. Okay. And They were taping. They set up. They did all the taping, and they were there for the entire thing. And when it they came out of the hypnosis, the producer was so excited and like, was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe we got that on tape." Yeah. Come to find out, the videotape was hit hit record. Everything was uh-huh. running. There was everything was had power. Okay. The whole videotape was static.
0: What the fuck? See. Too much, too much psychic energy right. in the room. It yep. was too much to handle.
1: So it's a huge mystery on whether it's true or it's not. I mean,
0: I mean, it sounds like we have a lot of witnesses. We do have a lot in of the witnesses.
1: room. So there's a, a few other things that make people. So when I was deep diving into this, there was a lot of people saying that this was a hoax or whatnot and well
0: right off the bat when you start talking about like this person's like i'm the reincarnated version of this person i was like okay yeah georgia sit down yeah right i'm convinced by the end of this episode right (laughs)
1: but so uh, just to go back to why it might be a hoax just so we play both sides okay we want to play both sides so this woman who was supposed to be Sandra's grandmother, Mary Bevan Green, the Mm -hmm. one with the headstone, would have been 33 when her granddaughter was born. Mary's only female child old enough to have a child in 1895 was Olive Claire Green, born in May of 1880. And it was five months after her parents were married. Um, She was listed as a schoolteacher in the 1900s, but it appears she never got married, at least that we can have record of. Okay. And then she actually changed her maiden name from what was listed on the tombstone. Okay. So there was never any record of Sandra being born. Okay. Because that was the only child that from Mary that could have had a baby mm-hmm. and was old enough to have a baby.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: So it looks like Sandra and Tommy never existed. Okay, but how did Georgia know so much about Marietta and Newport, Ohio, and even knew about like the buildings and what the inside of the ice cream parlor looked like?
0: Yeah, that's what's that's what's interesting too to me is that I mean is is Marietta is it a is it a really small town?
1: It sounds like it. Okay, I feel like Newport's a little or Newport smaller.
0: Okay, definitely. I'm just wondering... um,
1: Because I've actually never heard of Marietta, Ohio.
0: Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, I mean, current population in 2019 was 13,588, so... I imagine it was probably really small back in the day.
1: Right. I mean, yeah. early,
0: ni- early 1900s. Yeah, um, yeah that's weird because what I'm where I was going with that was I, I can't imagine that there was like a lot of pictures floating around of an ice cream parlor in Marietta, Ohio, that she could have seen so that she could describe the inside of it. Yeah. And then, I mean, the other parts, I mean, where the bank was and all that other stuff, if you want to play the other side and you want to play the, the doubter of all Mm -hmm. this i mean that would be in city records right where all these buildings were what they were all of that now what's interesting to me on the flip side is her drawing all this stuff out when she was a kid yeah and then being able to find the house that matched the pictures that she was drawing that's weird
1: that is really weird it's and to know the exact location
0: Yes. Well, and she was acting like she already knew her way around town. Like she got there, had never been to Marietta or Newport, and she already knew her way around. She already knew where to go, how to get around town, where everything was. I mean.
1: And it was just weird to me that these two people, the guy as well. Yeah. They had the exact same recollection of where she got proposed to Mm -hmm. and where they made a baby. and Yeah. All of that stuff. And so, and they had never, they they said they had never met, Mm -hmm. they never talked, and they had the same memories, visions from the past.
0: Yeah, weird, super weird.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved America MVP.
0: And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email MVP at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next week. This has been an MVP podcast by Village Productions.